welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Karen Mitzi, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So NetHealth, in just a couple of weeks, is talking about something very important, patients and their outcomes, specifically how great it is when your whole practice is rallied around a solid outcomes management program. If you love to nerd out on this kind of talk like I do, the best industry event around outcomes management is happening from October 23rd to the 25th in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's called the Clinical Outcomes Summit. It's hosted by Photo, which is focused on therapeutic outcomes, but it's not just for Photo clients. It's a gathering of everyone who believes in the power of outcomes management to drive change for patients. So there's going to be a lot of uh, workshops and fellow physical therapists there in two great keynote speakers, including my good friend Michelle Colley from Performance PT and Daniel Lord from Crossover Health. Use the discount code LITZY. All you have to do is go to outcomesnerd.com to register, learn more, check out the agenda. Like I said, if you use the discount code LITZY, the whole conference is only $150. So definitely check it out. Now, today, I'm so happy to have on the program one of the keynote speakers, Dr. Michelle Colley. She was born and raised on a sheep farm in New Zealand. She spent her childhood years training pet sheep, riding motorbikes, and eating enough lamb to last last a lifetime. She earned her bachelor's degree in physiotherapy from the University of Otago in 1994, then moved to Rhode Island due to the United States physical therapy shortage. In 2003, while pursuing a Master of Science and a Doctor of Physical Therapy from Massachusetts General Hospital Institute of Healthcare Professionals, Michelle became the owner of Performance Physical Therapy. Under her leadership, performance has grown to a practice with 13 locations in Rhode Island and Massachusetts and over 200 employees. She's an APTA member and serves as the chair of the Private Practice PR and Marketing Committee. Performance Physical Therapy has received a number of awards over the years for its business success and philanthropy, the highlight being the recipient of the 2014 Jane L. Snyder Private Practice of the Year. She's also a board certified in orthopedic clinical specialist. So what we talk about in this episode is what is the difference definition of outcomes as it relates to physical therapy, how using patient outcomes and business outcomes to drive your business forward, using outcome data to increase your referrals, and a sneak peek into Michelle's keynote speech at the upcoming Outcomes Summit. So a huge thanks to Michelle for coming on to the podcast, and everyone enjoy learning how to use outcomes to dry, not only make your patients better, but to make your practice better as well. Hey, Michelle, welcome back to the podcast. I'm happy to have you back. It's great to be here, Karen. Thank you for having me. Of course. So today we're going to talk about outcomes, specifically outcomes within your clinic and with your patients. But I think before we get into the meat of this talk, I would love to hear from you what your definition of outcomes is. Well, I'm, hopefully I'm not quoted by the Webster Dictionary or anyone else out there, but for me in my practice as a physical therapist, to me, outcomes are the results that are numbers. 
And they could mean practice management outcomes, such as how many patients we see, visits in an episode of care. They could be outcomes related to patient satisfaction, such as your net promoter score or how many Google reviews did you get? Or they could also be our clinical outcomes based on such things as the specific clinical outcomes measures that we use, whether it's related to the oswestry or a disability scale. So those are just examples of some of the outcomes, but I think of outcomes are like the results, tangible numbers are behind them. So you can actually give some um, objective measures behind what these outcomes are. Right, and you, uh, I like that you kind of put those outcomes into different categories because when I hear outcomes, I just get incredibly overwhelmed and think, well, there's so, there could be so many, right? Mm -hmm. So thanks, no, so now we kind of have it defined. How do we measure outcomes within our practice? And maybe you can give some examples of what you guys do, but is there, do you have any standardized ways that you are measuring these out, different outcomes? So again, we can classify it into different ways. And I will bring up one, one methodology actually, is when it comes to practice management outcomes, that's something you hear of often especially with the benchmarking program that happens through the private practice section, we start looking at outcomes and using numbers to benchmark against each other. And those are things such as um, how, many, how many visits in an episode of care or how much revenue do you gain per patient visit? So these are things that are very much financial and operational defined and help you to figure out business-wise how well you're doing. So that's one side. I'm gonna to flip to the other side, which I think is much more exciting to talk about for most people. And that's actually our clinical outcomes. How good a job or how well are we doing when it comes to treating our patients? And there's such a drive now to looking at our outcomes as far as our clinical outcomes. And what does that truly mean? Does that mean that my practice or me as a physical therapist gets someone better in less visits or in less amount of time or with more intervention or a different combination and how much better do we get someone so the outcomes to me relate around time which could also be actual number of visits or encounters and it also is how much better someone gets if i'm treating a runner and their goal is hey i want to run a marathon in four hours Am I being, can I get them back to being able to do that? And can I do that just as well as not just the next physical therapist, but other fitness, healthcare provider, whoever that is. How can these outcomes, so how do measuring outcomes help to drive your practice? So I guess this is really what you're coming down to is the why. Why bother doing this? And exactly. to me, yeah, this is getting to the why, which is the most fundamental part is by measuring our outcomes, it helps us differentiate. Now, when we can differentiate ourselves, it makes it easier to um, do marketing. And that marketing can, can impact us in different ways. We can use it to market to get more patients. We can use it to negotiate, which is marketing and messaging with a payer, whether that's an insurance company or whether someone's paying cash for services but we now have outcomes, which is data to help our messaging and differentiate, hey, here's what I can do or my practice can do. 
Um, so I think it, it, there's many different levels um, that it relates to, but it all comes back to marketing and messaging and being able to differentiate and communicate to the consumer and or the payer about what our services can provide. And can you give an example of how you you and your practice might use your outcomes to market and you can choose if you want to market to a payer or market to the general public i'll let you choose so we've done a whole bunch of things at our practice and had a lot of success um, one is marketing and this is probably the easiest one for people to understand marketing to physicians so with the data that we have i can go to a physician or a physician group and say, hey, here are our results. If you, when you refer a patient to us, we're going to get them this much better, and here's what the national benchmarks are. So we're actually proving to you that we're going to get the results that you want. And guess what? I can add in, we're actually gonna do it in less visits than what the national standards are. Now I can compare ourselves to, um, I compare ourselves to practice nationally or regionally or even over time. Look, we put these new systems in place or we started dry needling or using this new blood flow restrictive therapy or whatever modalities or treatment methodologies we're using and say, because of this, now, we're, now we have the data to show how much better we're getting patients. And then for us, it's actually really help to provi provide actually data to referral sources and they can actually say, oh, so we're gonna send patients to you because you're actually gonna provide solutions and get our patients better. It's not just about the fact that, oh, you've got more clinics or you are open on Saturday mornings and no one else is, or you have fancy equipment. I mean, these are true differentiators, not just things we can do to make ourselves look better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big thing. I, I think, you know, years ago, I always used to think that marketing and promoting your practice was just simply about relationships and if people like you, they'll send you patients. If patients like you, they'll come back to see you. And all those, although those things are true to a, a little bit, when you've actually got the data behind you, it really helps you tell a story and say, hey, this is why we should be treating your patients or to the general public. This is why you should be coming to physical therapy to help with your back pain or your ankle sprain or your pelvic health problem or your dizziness. We've got the numbers to show that we will get you better. Yeah, and I think it's great to use numbers because these are, are facts, right? You're not fudging these numbers. This is the actual data that is coming out of your clinic. So I think it's great to be able to then instead of just have the data and say, oh great, look what we did but you wanna use those outcomes in order to market your clinic. Exactly, and I think the other nice side about it is when you're using the data to market, it actually changes the culture within your clinic and within your practice. Because was, now- That was literally my next question, was how do outcomes affect the people working day to day in your practice? Yeah, well I think it's really helped to make us practice in every visit, make all of our clinicians and their patient care coordinators and our assistants and our exercise specialists realize, yes, we're very concerned about customer service and giving um, 
you know, having beautiful clinics and all of these other aspects. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure that every moment we're spending with patients is designed to get them back to be doing the things they want to do. And that's got to show in the data. Yeah. And I think it's helped to really drive our clinic and the kind of care that we're providing. So it's not just about, oh, I'll collect the data and now I'm going to get paid more by an insurance company, or now people are going to come and see us or doctors will refer. It actually drives the culture within a clinic to ensure that you, I always feel like we've got rid of complacency, which mm -hmm. can sometimes creep in in practices. Yeah. And how do how do you use this, the outcomes data to kind of align with your vision or the, or the mission of your practice? What would you say to other clinicians when it comes to aligning the data with the mission and vision? Well, I think that's really a great point you bring up because people often say, well, how do you know what to measure and why are you doing this? And I think it always starts with your strategic plan and figuring out, first of all, what is your purpose, which is like your greater good. What are you, why are you in practice and what's it all about? And then thinking, okay, well then what's our, what's our mission? What are our values? And once you've figured those things out, then you can challenge yourself and say, well, how am I going to prove it? And how am I going to measure it? So that when someone says to me, oh, your purpose is about having a healthy, fulfilling, fulfilled, happy community, and you're helping your community to be in that way, how are you going to truly measure that that's what you're doing? So I think you have to start with that strategic overpowering look at your vision, your mission, your values, and then going, well, how am I going to measure that? And not the other way around. Mm, that's yeah, sort of that yeah. we've, done. we've always said like, yes, we're going to look after our community and then we're going to use innovative results given care and then I was like, well, how are we going to prove that? I'm like, the only way you can prove that you're given results-driven, innovative care is by showing the data, because otherwise it's just talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. As you're saying this, I'm thinking about my mission uh, for my company and like, hmm, yeah, okay. How am I going to measure this now? <laughs> And it's not, you're not going to come up with it overnight and there's not one perfect way to do it because this is quite a new area for physical therapists. Mm -hmm. We're only just part of this evolving healthcare environment where payment's changing and with payment, it changes the messaging of how we're promoting what we do. Mm -hmm. But it is turning into much more, a shift away from fee-for-service and much more to say like we're paying for the outcomes or the experience. Mm -hmm. and not how many visits or how many units are charged per visit or how many visits in an episode of care. We should be advocating and proving ourselves for our outcomes. And the, again, the only way we can do that is somehow pulling out what clinical outcomes and how we're going to measure those and message it. Yeah. And how do your outcomes from your clinic align with your vision and your mission? Like what is the mission of your clinic and how do you, how do your outcomes revolve around that? And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with Michelle's answer. Let's talk about something important. 
patients and their outcomes. If you love to nerd out on this kind of talk like I do, the best industry event around outcomes management is happening from October 23rd to the 25th, and it's the Clinical Outcomes Summit. It's hosted by Photo, but it's not just for photo clients. It's a gathering of everyone who believes in the power of outcomes management to drive change for patients, clinicians, practices, and payers. And the best part, healthy, wealthy, and smart podcast listeners get a steep discount on the registration. The full summit pass is only $150. At that rate, go ahead and bring your entire team. Go to www.outcomesnerd.com and use the discount code LITZY. That's L-I-T-Z-Y. Hope to see you there. So our mission is about providing innovative, results-driven physical therapy services for our community. And our, the way that we measure the outcomes is our goal is to get, we use the hashtag better faster. So we're all about getting people better, more better and doing it in the least number of visits we possibly can. Now it's interesting because there's many practices out there and I'm often challenged by this and this is where I butt heads with many other people in private practice. They're like, but we get paid per visit. Why would you want to see people in less visits? And I've had some really fun heated debates with some colleagues and peers over this. I'm like, but if we can do it in less visits, isn't that the right thing to do? And then doesn't that allow us to advocate and, and, and prove ourselves and our value. And they're like, but how can you afford to do that? Because you're basically sacrificing money because you're going to do it in less visits. So it's been a fun debate to have because we've had it now for many years and I think the ties are changing because I've been now in a position to actually go to payers and insurance companies and actually have the data and say, look, we are doing it in less visits. So let's talk about how we do some cost sharings. Let's talk about different ways to reimburse mm. because we're doing it in less visits. And I've also got the outcomes to show that we're getting people just as better or more. That's really poor English, but that's okay. I'm a PT. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We get the gist of it. Gist. So, you can, so one of your outcome measures might be how many visits are in an episode of care. Yep, so we're the keys that we use, we use visits in an episode of care. And the other one we use is the clinical, more clinical um, change. So traditionally we've used photo, focus on therapeutic outcomes, their system, um, which has been great because that will, that will differentiate our patients based on payer, um, diagnosis, body part, all of these things. So we can say, hey, for our back or our spine or orthopedic or neuro or upper extremity, here's how, here's the change that we're getting in function. And we can actually benchmark and compare ourselves to other practices, both in our region and nationally as well. Got it. You Got can it. do it. It's an interesting time because now with MIPS, and again, I realize there's lots of people out there who don't know if MIPS are going to happen and we still don't have a lot of final rules. But again, we're still, even with MIPS, we're still using different um, standardized clinical outcome tools that we're all very familiar with and um, looking at opportunities to benchmark, not just against and within our own practices, but between each other's practices as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. I love looking at it that way of, of figuring out your mission and then how are you going to measure it? And then taking those measurements and using it for a whole bunch of different things. Well, I think that to me, that's been the most interesting thing in our practice. It's, we've got this mission and a vision, which is what you have to start with and your purpose, 
we've created the tools to measure it, or we've figured out what tools and how to measure it, but it's, it's really helped evolve the culture of our practice. It's helped us with how we onboard our staff. It's helped us with how we recruit new people. It's helped us when we take on students. So it's had a big impact on every part of our practice. And um, rather than just, you know, how, just rather than just how we treat a patient, mm -hmm. it's embodied everything, embodied everything. That's awesome. And now you had mentioned photo and coming up in October, October 23rd to the 25th in Knoxville, Tennessee is the Outcomes Summit. Uh, and you are one of the keynote speakers. So can you give us just a little sneak peek, a little taste of what your keynote speech is going to be about? Um, well, so the keynote speak is all about on marketing with outcomes data, helping people understand the value um, for outcomes data when marketing your practice. Um, I, I'll use my personal story because I think it helps to show that I'm, you know, really at the end of the day, just a little farm girl from a very remote part of the world. And um, so if, if I can use data to market with, anybody can. And I also like to talk a lot about the fear because I think there's a lot of fear out there. PTs are often scared. What if my data doesn't show what I want it to show? Right, then what happens? Then what happens? So yeah, that's like the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. um, then what happens is people run away from fear and then they don't do it. And so they're not moving forward. So I've definitely had plenty of fears when I first open up the, the data and say, what if we're not as good as we think we are? Mm -hmm. I find it interesting that it's really about intention. If you're following what your purpose and your mission is, then the results are going to happen because this changes all of the messaging and it impacts your entire culture. But I think it's a journey of how to address the fear of what if my data isn't as good as what I think it can be. Because when it comes to marketing, yeah, I can have beautiful brochures, an amazing website. I can be open all different hours and think those things are going to differentiate me. And they will a little bit, but at the end of the day, I do think it comes back to data as the real differentiator. And if you want to get serious about marketing and messaging what your practice does, and I think this goes, now I'm going to get on a tangent, and this goes for our profession as a whole. Unless we're, unless we're proving that we really are the best caregivers for musculoskeletal and neuromuscular disorders and diseases, then we, you know, we're still this, we're, we're just not doing a good job at the moment. Like how do we differentiate ourselves from the other healthcare providers and fitness people out there who also say, we'll take care of someone's back pain or help them get trained for a 5K. So again, we have to, as a profession as a whole, use that data and be comfortable using it to prove, prove our value. I love it. And it sounds like it's going to be a great talk. So all of the people who are going to the outcomes, the clinical outcomes summit are in for a real treat. Um, so that's awesome. Now, uh, before we end here, I have a, one more question and that's, what advice would you give to yourself as a new graduate fresh out of PT school? So that farm girl from New Zealand, she just graduated from PT school. What advice, knowing where you are now in your life and career, would you give yourself back then? Oh my God, there's so much advice I would give. 
I think it would be about the, the key advice I would say is that you're we all have fear, we're all nervous of things, whether it's, oh, I'm gonna make a mistake when I treat a patient, or I'm gonna have a practice that's not successful, or I'm gonna open my mouth and sound like an idiot. But we're all gonna do it and that's fine, and the only way to conquer those fears is just push through it and just keep, keep moving forward. So I think it would just be letting myself know at that shy, tender age in my early 20s that, mm -hmm. Um, all the challenges that I had are just the same of everyone else's. And so, yeah, just put on your big girl panties, they would say, and um, face the fears and move forward. So, Great advice. Now, where can people find you, whether it be on social media and or your clinic? Um, so we have a multi-clinic practice based out of Rhode Island with some clinics in Massachusetts as well. So performanceptri.com is our website and all our social media handles all reflect that performanceptri.com so um feel free to check out our website and we're on instagram facebook twitter all of those all of those places awesome well michelle thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast i appreciate it you gave me a lot to think about so thanks so much my pleasure thank you very much karen and everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. A big thank you to Michelle and, of course, to our sponsor, NetHealth. So like I said, NetHealth is sponsoring the Clinical Outcomes Summit, which is October 23rd to the 25th, so just a couple weeks away, in Knoxville, Tennessee, to celebrate, examine, and define outcomes management. Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast listeners get a steep discount on the registration by using the discount code LITZY, that's L-I-T-Z-Y. The full summit pass is only $150, so at that rate, you can go ahead and bring your entire team. To learn more, go to www.outcomesnerd.com, or you can go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com and click on the link in the show notes in this episode. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.